American Reds, Tribal Rants, unofficial podcast for the sixth and final season of The Americans. I'm Michelle. And I'm Mike. And tonight we're podcasting The Americans, Season 6, Episode 7, entitled Harvest. Had an air date of May 9th, 2018. It was rated TVMALV, no S this time. I don't think they had very much S on their minds. Nope, nobody was thinking about S. This week. So, some of you are going to notice that we were a little late this week. We've had like a rough, rough week, and now we're out of town, and we apologize for being late, but we are glad you guys are sticking with us. Thank you very much. We're going to get it, get get through this, and then we'll have the next one out hopefully in just a day or two. Yes. That'll be good. Yeah, we will not be this late again. So, Mike, what did you think about this episode, episode number seven, Harvest? I thought it was a rough one. I thought there's a lot going on, and I think that Philip and Elizabeth are in real trouble with Stan. I know I say this a lot, but I don't know if our, you know, like our, I think that as we watch this stuff, we bring baggage to the show, right? I think we just do that. Everybody does. It's my thought on it. When you watch something that's funny, you have to be in the mood to to be made to laugh or whatever. The things that are going on around you make a difference. But this, to me, having said that, was a very, very dark episode. I feel things coming to a head, so to speak. Yeah. And I agree with you. I'm a little more yeah. than nervous. Yeah. About yeah. It. It's a real ominous feeling moving forward. Yeah, perfect, perfect. All right, you ready to just jump right into it? I'm ready, let's jump right in. Late, we're going to kind of go through it maybe a little faster than normal and just get through this and then go on to the next episode. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, we start off with where Philip goes to stand. He's going in there to tell Henry that he's going to have to go help Elizabeth and he won't be there for the end of Henry's holiday or to take him back to school. But first he has to tell Stan. Right. Stan, I got to go. Right. Henry took it okay, but Stan is suddenly very suspicious. Yeah, his radar is up, and they're having a conversation after he tells Henry, and Stan just comes out and asks him, is there something going on? Uh, I can tell something's going on. I'm I'm your best friend. Stan's really, uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling bad, kind of, for what's inevitably going to happen. You know, here's this FBI agent living next door to these Russian spies. And Stan says, I'm your best friend. You know, you can trust me. Yeah, but I believe this with Stan, don't you? Oh, sure, yes. And this is heartfelt with Stan. And, and Stan has, of course, no clue, and he's starting to get a clue. What do you think about him just suddenly getting suspicious? Where is this sudden suspicion? He's known them since they were the kids, since they were little kids. Paige dated his son. I mean, we've got a lot of history here. This is kind of the perfect storm for him to start to get suspicious because it's Thanksgiving and suddenly Elizabeth has to take off for work. And then and then on top of that, Philip's got to take off for work. And then later on, of course, we see Stan and Henry and Stan's kind of probing a little bit, asking Henry. So he's not really... He has, doesn't have a reason to be not suspicious. Um, everything keeps pointing to something is going on. But while he's standing there talking to Philip, you know, Philip is aware of what's going on. And Philip plays it, I think, perfectly, you know. And, and 
Stan tries to pull it out of him, and Philip says, I'm worried about the work thing. And you can tell Stan doesn't believe that. And then he says, um, uh, you know. I think we're about to go under or something to that effect. Yeah, coming home at three or four, your stress level. I know you're involved with something. And that's when Philip um, sees his opportunity to wiggle out of it. And he says, hey, I think the business is going under, and I've been wanting to tell you. Right. And Stan, you can see, you know, the understanding and the acceptance of that on his face. He says, you should have told me. And, of course, you know, hugs and kisses after that. Well, just for a minute, we believe that Stan actually buys this. And well, he does for a minute. I don't think he actually did. I think that was Stan uh, putting up his cards. I think he believed it there for a minute. I think it didn't completely satisfy Stan. It was. Well, but, it, it, you're obviously right because later on he starts quizzing Henry, starts interrogating it, well, Henry. Well, right. But it was a happy minute anyway. At least you felt kind of like the relief. I, as. As it's gone on, I'm feeling more and more compassion towards Stan and what he's about to have to go through in one way or another than I am about Philip or Elizabeth. Well, yeah, because he's the only one in the dark. Well, he's the well, one in the dark. Well, Henry, too. What's this going to do to Henry? Well, we're assuming that everybody's going to find out, so we don't know what's going to happen. I suppose. Stan appears to buy it, and they hug, and it's a hug, and Philip goes in for it. And I feel like Philip really was sincere in that hug. I think Philip hates what he's doing to Stan. Maybe I'm projecting or something, you know, my own emotion and how I would feel in that situation. But I feel like Philip has a real friendship with Stan. Philip's developed a real life. Philip has become a real American. Well, that happiness, and then we go straight into the intro. We come back, and this is where we see disguised Philip arriving at Elizabeth's hotel. Got the Andy Warhol wig That's going a, on. Yeah. Yeah, bad 80s hair. And she wasn't sure he'd come, she admits to Didn't her. have to come. Want to take a shower? Want to go eat? Yeah, but she, she admits, she said, I wasn't sure you'd really come. She's completely lost faith in Philip. She hasn't been able to count on him as far as the spy stuff goes. But I don't know that that means he's not doing the things that he says he's going to do. Well, I mean, I'm sure he's still line dancing. They kind of do this weird little dance. They exchange pleasantries like you were talking about and how was your flight. And then they go out to dinner and they're all disguised. And then they're back in the room and mm -hmm. Philip lets her in on the conversation he's had with Stan. Yeah, and then she lets him in on the... Mm -hmm. Mexico thing. That's later, though. Yeah. Uh, they go. They're going over the plan. Well, but first he lets her in on the conversation with Stan and how he told him it was business, and he says that worked. Right. That called Stan off. So in the next scene, Philip and Elizabeth are walking the streets. They're going over their their plan, the layout of everything. And Philip doesn't love the plan that Elizabeth's come up with, but he can't come up with anything better. It doesn't look like based on how closely the FBI is following Harvest and Elizabeth says she feels better because Philip's there. Yeah, you can tell she's relieved. Then we go to Stan driving Henry to the bus stop and they're talking about Henry's friends, family that is in finance and the mom food combines. I think this is where Stan really 
starts to wonder when they get to the part about no relatives and mom and dad leaving. Yeah, but Stan's known this. Yeah, but that no relatives thing, and he's asking them who they used to stay with when they were little, and he's just really starting to get, um, he's investing in the curiosity here. Well, he starts asking Henry these really personal questions. I was going to ask you how you felt about him having this conversation with Henry. He's an FBI agent. That's what they do. You didn't feel like it was a little too invasive? Not as um, close as they've become, no. Well, Henry starts to complain about how they leave in the middle of the night and then how they ditched him when he's on his vacation. Stan asks Henry about the business, and Henry says it's not going so great, and Stan's surprised that Phillips discussed this with Henry. So that was good that that came up like that. That made what Phillips said seem very truthful. Right, it kind of counters his curiosity just a little. Stan says that what came up must be pretty important, but Henry says it always is. And that makes Stan start talking about the family, where you left with family when you were young and all this kind of stuff. And Henry says no. And then Stan remembers Aunt Helen. Do you remember Aunt Helen when Elizabeth was shot? Yep. And Elizabeth went to stay with when Stan was on a big case, but Henry says he never met her, but Paige did. I wasn't really comfortable with the way Stan was questioning Henry. With this, it felt a little too far. We see Stan go a little too far. Is anybody ever comfortable with an FBI interrogation? I don't know that Henry felt like he was being interrogated by the FBI. Well, that's the part of the art. Hmm. Well, Phillips tells Elizabeth that he doesn't have the feel for this anymore. And Elizabeth kind of poo-poos it away, but she's looking at him like, really? Yeah. And this is where Elizabeth tells Philip about her assignment and about her necklace. She doesn't go into it, though, but she says she can't be arrested and she can't tell him about it. And if he understood what it was, or he would understand what it was if he knew. And she leaves it there. He presses her, but she stands her ground. Yeah, she won't give him any specifics. And he he wants to flush the pill down the toilet. Yeah. You know, like we did with your birth control pills in 1986. (laughs) But, yeah, we did. He wants to know, if you're not going to let me have this pill, why did you tell me? Why did you tell me anything? And then she kind of opens up to him a little bit and says that he's always asking her to tell him stuff. So she told him. So she's kind of being forthcoming. She's trying to reach out to him. As much as she can. Right. So then we go to the scene where they're all tailing Harvest. The FBI, the KGB, everybody's own harvest. They go to get the workers first, and they're doing this elaborate traffic switcheroo. It is very elaborate, involving lots of people, a transit bus. and Yeah, replacement driver. Right. Everything. Of course, the guy we find out later has no idea what he's signed up for. They just told him, you know, to get in the car and drive. Yeah. Yeah, they paid him to do that. We find that out later. But traffic stopped. I get to the perfect stop. And Elizabeth gets jumps out, out of the bus. Mother's expecting you. And he knows that's the code for get your Russian ass in this bus so we can get you back to Moscow. He immediately jumps out. The extra guy jumps in. And within seconds, traffic is moving again. Perfectly executed on this portion of the plan. Perfectly. All seems well, but the FBI finally catches up with the faux harvest guy and realizes it's not him when they look at it. They wanted eyes on him after that brief moment. And wasn't it amazing that the guy, the last guy tailing him knew 
all the vehicles that they needed to be looking for. Every car and the way that car went, and yeah. they sent out an APB on every one of those every cars. Every single one. We call that a BOLO. It's short for be on the lookout. And, uh, of course, they catch up with the bus that they've already switched into the van, and they, you know, Marilyn's driving the van. Right. And, you know, they get harvest in the van, they take off, Marilyn floors it, a shootout ensues, and... Um, you know, the FBI is screaming, stop, 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 and driver, you know, Marilyn and Harvest get shot. And then... Uh, and they don't miss a beat. Elizabeth pushes her out of the way and gets in that uh, driver's seat and continues on. Elizabeth is a trained professional. Harvest uh, sits back there, you know, he's mortally wounded and he wants to start, he wants to give uh, Philip a couple of messages. One take. for his mother, one for the center, and, and then one the for last his dad. one for his father. Yep. And he's speaking in Russian. and um, For his mother. Right. His, well, he's fond of his mother, hates his dad, and he wants Philip to know that the sensor schematics are in France. And, then, and he uh, speaks that in perfect English, yeah. too. So. Yeah. And then he opens his necklace, takes out the pill, and dies within half a minute right in front of Philip, which, of course, Philip's thinking about Elizabeth and that necklace she's got on, too, while he's mm -hmm. sitting there watching this guy die. Yeah. So that was pretty gruesome. It was pretty uh, pretty bad. Philip just stops giving him assistance and just has to sit there and, and watch him die. Then we go to commercial and we come back, and they're in that parking garage. Yep, van pulls into the garage. Philip goes over and gets the axe and starts chopping up Marilyn. Yeah, he goes over to, like, a in-case-of-fire box, those boxes right. that he pulls out. He just, it's like he's doing this on the fly, kind of making it up as he goes. Otherwise... I think they would have had some mechanism with them to chop off hands and heads. If you've ever wondered how many wax it takes to decapitate well, a... Yeah, wrists are pretty easy. It looks like the neck may be a little more difficult. Okay, we're, we're kind of joking about this and everything, but that was really bad. It was uh, pretty detailed, and the interesting part was the passerby who was just cruising through the parking lot not knowing Never realized. somebody was over there getting their head chopped off. Already chopped off the hands, just working on the head, nothing to see here. We're just going to be real still. We're invisible. You can't see us. You can't see us. Get in your car, drive away, play she music. She never realized so, how close she came to death just no. by walking out at that moment. Nope. The axe got stuck in oh. Marilyn's neck. Oh, my God. This was a really gruesome scene, and Philip portrayed it beautifully that he does not like this. He no. doesn't like it. Doesn't like it. He hasn't liked it for a long time, but, but he really doesn't like this. But I have to say he's very decisive, and he does what he's supposed to do. He handles everything. He does not hesitate. They quickly change their clothes, get into the other car, and take the he or leave the headless, handless corpse lying in the garage floor and have packed up the... Yeah, this is pre-DNA era, so all they need are the hands and the head to, uh, to conceal the identity of the body, and they take them. So then Adderholt comes into the office, and he, like, storms into his office, and Stan follows him and wants to know what's wrong, and he hands him the file. He's visibly upset, and he tells Stan, you're right. You're right about everything. we got two dead agents and no illegal, and he goes, I just don't need it, Stan. I just don't. He just, he just... He's just disgusted with the whole thing. Well, right. He's saying it's their own guys and, and Harvest and someone that they'll never be able to figure out who it is because they don't have a head or hands. I know. 
And he's he's done, it feels like, at the moment. Adderholt's just way. terribly upset. So then we see Adderholt giving his brief. Well, in the next scene, yeah, yeah. The, the Mexican guy, we find out, was no one. It was just hired to, to jump the in car. that car. So right. he doesn't know anything. The guy is innocent of any of the conspiracy stuff that they were doing. tells him there was a white guy and a white lady. And then Stan, you can see the wheels start turning with Stan again. That's exactly what I put. The wheels were turning. That's you funny. See? You mm-hmm. see, that's what happens when you've been around each other 32 years. Yeah, and, and this week. This and this week. Whole week. Stan wants sketches of the accused. So he's waiting on the sketches. And I am curious of what these sketches are going to show. I bet we see them at some mm. point. Because uh, that's going to be interesting. That would be interesting. Okay, then Phil's... Philip and Elizabeth park and Elizabeth gets out and she puts rocks in the bag with Meredith's body parts in it. And she throws that in the river, in the river and Philip just looks utterly miserable. Yeah. He's as done as Adderholt ever was. And I made a note here that this is a far cry from his line dancing. It is. A, yeah, he's not line dancing. It's the yet. antithesis of his line dancing. Okay, then we go to the scene where Philip's pulling up at his house and he notices that the Jen, Jennings household is empty. Stan pulls up at his house. You what did I say, Philip? Philip. Okay, yeah. sorry. Yes, yeah, Stan pulls up at his home and notices that uh, Philip and Elizabeth's house, house is empty and he decides to have a little snoop. He's going to be an FBI agent and he's going to uh, go through. I, when he was going through there, I thought he was going to find that communist manifesto that Paige had room, been reading. Yeah. yeah. And then when he got to the basement, I thought for sure he's going to find something because, you know, that's where they do all of their photographic. Um, they do everything. In there. Yeah, they've development. Got yeah, they've got all their little equipment behind the, the fuse box that he was messing with. They've got something back there. He didn't find it. They got something behind the dryer. He was messing with the dryer. Right. He looked inside the He was the on dryer. top. of. He was so close to everything. That was the most unbelievable part of this scene is that. There was no clothes in that dryer. There's hmm. always clothes in the dryer. Almost. Mm, you're telling on yourself now. Well, that would be the most unbelievable part in yeah. our house. And then, Stan, it, is it just me, or does everybody in the world know how to pick a lock except for us? I mean, <laughs> Philip and Elizabeth, Stan, I mean, everybody can pick. I'll bet, I'll bet Marilyn, before she got shot, could pick locks. I mean, they can all pick locks. Well, as he's snooping, he hears William's voice. We even see William's face. Yeah, well, he's looking at photos on the wall, and his mind is drawn back to what um, what William was saying. You know, a, you know, a guy and a girl. Kids, American couple, dream. Right. You'd never suspect Never him. suspect him. He's She's lucky. Pretty. Yep. He's lucky. Yep. And he's looking at that happy Jennings family photo. Yep. So what would you think Stan was feeling right here? Do you think he would feel silly that he found nothing? Do you think he'd feel guilty for snooping in his best friend's home? I think he's looking for a reason to eliminate his suspicions. So um, I, I I think more than looking for something, I think he's looking for a reason to not think what he's, the conclusion he's coming to. 
think he's trying to disprove his suspicions. You're giving him much more benefit of the doubt than I would. Well, I kind of like Stan, even though he's an FBI I agent. love Stan. Yeah. I was a little scared when he went in the laundry room. Boy, me too. Yeah. If he'd found that stuff as well as that stuff is hidden, I would have had to have called BS. You know, if he'd somehow went to that fuse box and thrown the code, I mean, because you literally open that by throwing certain fuses. Well, you know that that group that searched Oleg's apartment would have found everything. Maybe. Those guys were a lot more thorough than Stan. But I don't know who could know the code to throw fuses to then open the back. And what happens upstairs when they're down there throwing these codes to o or throwing these fuses to open that box? I mean, I wonder if Paige and Henry's uh, Paige's hair straightener quits working and Henry's video games don't work temporarily. Yeah, the computer clicks off. Well, back home, Philip, they come back in and Philip immediately calls for Henry, but Henry doesn't seem to have much time to spare for Philip at that moment. Philip gets off the phone and he just looks really downtrodden and Elizabeth has to leave. She's got to go to work. She may be back tomorrow night if she's lucky. Yep, and next week is the summit. And then she touches Philip's face for a minute. I think she's feeling endeared. Yeah, because he he, he came to her in there when she needed him. Who knows what would have happened if he hadn't been there? So then we see Stephanie with Erica and Elizabeth, of course. And Elizabeth is really liking Erica's work. And she's really starting to appreciate it. And we failed to mention that on the plane. I, she's we, drawing, yeah. Yeah, she's drawing, and Philip asks what she's doing, and she says someone's making her learn. Yeah, doing her homework. Right. Erica is such a pain in the ass. My good grief. God. Erica's dying. Yeah, I know, but do you have to be so hateful? I mean, God, I mean, I, I just... I don't see her the same way you see her. But Erica wants to see what Elizabeth has done, and she questions her a little about her plain drawing window thing and she tells her that the, I, I thought this was pretty intense what she was saying she tells her there's a moment when it's not you seeing it something comes through and you need to bring all yourself to it and then that lets you get out of your own way yeah. and Elizabeth's kind of looking at him and then she goes or it doesn't I know you don't have any idea what I'm talking about but I really think that Elizabeth is reading that into something else. I'm wondering if Elizabeth is going to flip a switch at some point and come to where Philip Phillip's is. Side. Maybe. He's, Maybe. Not, he's not going back to her side. Maybe something happens with Paige because I'm worried about that and that will be the the switch, I don't know, but no, I don't think Phillip's going, going, changing his mind, no. going back. Well, she he tries. Elizabeth tries to give that lady her pain medication. She won't take it, and then of course she's, you know, hateful. Erica, shut up! I need to work. Erica's saying all this through gasps and clenched teeth because she's in so much pain. You're right, but she won't take her medication because she needs to focus. And I think Elizabeth watching her is seeing a different kind of dedication 
I think she's seeing this woman being dedicated to something the way she has always felt like she was dedicated to what she's dedicated to. So maybe she sees that there's more to be dedicated to that matters than just the than just her the USSR. Yeah, I don't know. That's my take on that. Maybe. Now, when Stan, in this next scene, where Stan comes in with a box of evidence, with the evidence file, and he starts talking about this illegal in Philly that they've got a, a female they got a sketch of whose uh, husband had recently died. Do we know who they're talking about? I was going to ask you the same thing. I'm trying to remember, but we don't really have the means to look it up and stuff where we are right now. So yeah. I didn't really know what he was talking about. I didn't either. I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't. Yeah. anyway, he's excited and I'm, I'm with you. I can't wait till I get the sketches back to see what they do with these sketches of the, the, the lady, the white lady and the white guy on this bus that this Mexican driver is telling them about, you know, Stan going to maybe, you know, work on these sketches, just look at them or is he going to take them with him and try to, you know, manipulate them to see, well, what if? Right. You know, that she had this hairdo. What if he had this hairdo? Well, Stan's good at that kind of stuff anyway, yeah. presumably. But I hope if somebody knows who they're talking about that y'all can refresh our memory, maybe let us know on Twitter or something. Yeah. Um, what, what was going on here because I'm drawing a complete blank with this one. So then we go to the scene where Phillip's at work and Elizabeth comes in to check on him. That's sweet. Because of his face in the garage. She yeah, said. yeah, she's feeling. Uh, she's, she's, she's really feeling it. It touched her deeply when he came to her rescue out there, knowing how opposed he was to the whole thing and how he had gotten out, and didn't want any part of it. But when she needed him, right. he showed up. That really, I think, that affected her. Well, Elizabeth says that she's going over to Paige's later, and Philip asks if she, if Paige was close to Marilyn, and Elizabeth says no, but still, it's a big deal. Yeah. And she's going to have this conversation with Paige. And then Elizabeth asks about Stavos. And she didn't know he was fired, yeah. They had to let him go, and the others, too. And then Elizabeth's walking with Paige and telling her that the guy, Harvest, and Marilyn both died. Yeah, Paige said, how'd it go? Didn't go well. And she pretty much lays it out there. You know, Paige asked her what happened. He said he died, and Marilyn did too. The FBI shot him. And Paige is just like, what? And Paige kind of wants the gory details, and Elizabeth tells her some of it. Not real gory, but tells her some of it. And Paige says, well, I thought this didn't happen a lot. And Elizabeth says it doesn't happen a lot, but it does, and it can happen. And she says right there, she stops her and says, you're going to have to make a decision. This is a commitment for life. So I'm really not sure that she's not still, you had mentioned earlier that maybe she's seeing that there's something else to be dedicated to. She's still 100% dedicated to this Russian spy thing. And now she's letting Paige make a decision to also dedicate herself, herself to it. And telling Paige even that she may have to give her life right, for this. And Paige, you know, being the young idealistic person, remember when we were young idealistic? Vaguely. Well, 
you know, that's what happens, you know, when you're young and idealistic, you don't really, I don't think you're equipped to make these kind of decisions for yourself. I just, I just don't, you know, Paige, you know, I want to make a difference. That's her, you know, it's, it's the idealistic part of her. And, you know, that's a noble thing to want to make a difference in the world. Right. But just in her, you know, wanting to make a difference, she's wanting to, to attach herself to this cause that her mother, um, who lived in the Soviet Union and, and was raised in the Soviet Union is, and is a, you know, a Soviet citizen who believes in the Soviet cause, it's just an abstract idea to Paige. It's not anything more than what she's read about and what she's understood from her parents and the brief interactions she's had with Claudia and, um, you know, the specter of death and, you know, everybody else she's come in contact with. It's very, very limited contact she's had with people from the Soviet Union. And now she's going to, you know, base her whole life on this thing. I just don't, yeah, it's, uh, it's worth worth talking about that she's just being a little overly idealistic here. Maybe so, but also, don't you think, a lot of times with youth comes along the ability, particularly in a situation like this with your parents and people that you trust, to be brainwashed, kind of. Oh, yeah, yeah, this. she just, yeah, right. She just, uh, she, she, she wants to do it because her mom because she's impressed by her mom. And then she tells her, you know, I'm not afraid to die. I'm just, you know, she said, what are you afraid of? I'm afraid of being alone. And I don't know what she expects. You know, she says, I want to find somebody to be with, you know, kind of like you and dad. Well, there is nobody to find like Philip for Paige. It's not unless they send somebody. Yeah, it, it wouldn't be. A, it would, well, they're not going to do that because it's 87, 89 is just right around the corner. That's no, but that would be the only way that could happen. I don't think she understands that Philip and Elizabeth didn't choose one another. You got a hand. Well, yeah, that's true. That's a good point. But you've also got a hand, a little credit to Elizabeth when she tells Paige, Dad made a mistake when he committed to this life. So she's trying to, to paint her a picture here. Hey, you know, you really don't know what you want at this stage in your life. And your dad was younger than you. But she's telling her, you got to pick. And then she tells her, it's okay if this isn't what you want. She expects a commitment out of Paige one way or another right here. Oh, yeah, right there. And, 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 and then Paige gives it to her and she says, okay, it's time for you to apply for an internship at the State Department. And I don't think that... I don't think that Elizabeth has changed yet. Let me clear that up. You said something earlier when you first started talking about Paige about how Elizabeth is still really into her goal. She's still blinders on single focus. But I just think that she's starting to maybe see other things. And this scene right here made me think worry that something is going to happen to Paige at Elizabeth's urging her to commit or get out, essentially, and then giving her this huge deal of apply for an internship because this is some big deal stuff that she's getting her into now. Yes, it is. And I just think 
I guess I'm hopeful that Elizabeth is going to see another way. And that's why we're seeing all this stuff. There's more to Erica in that scene with Erica and Elizabeth than just this is her job. Because we're not seeing very much about what she's doing with Erica's husband as far as getting the information and stuff like that. These interactions between Elizabeth and Erica have got to mean something. Well, I think you're right. I think they are um, affecting Elizabeth in a profound way. I think I think they're making Elizabeth get a little bit past her um, her mission here and, and more into herself and not her job. I think you're right. Well, Paige stands there for a second after after Elizabeth says that to her. She seems a little taken aback, maybe. Or something. She seems something. And I'm not she really just walks right away. And she doesn't say yay or nay or anything. She just walks away. And then we go to the scene where Philip's sitting in this semi-dark home thinking about his real marriage to See, the, Elizabeth. The things that matter to, to Philip are now the things that matter, supposed to matter most. You know, if you remember back earlier when he, he and Elizabeth got home, when they got rid of the old person costumes they were wearing on the airplane and she was drawing, he went straight to the telephone. He didn't go to the bathroom. He didn't get a drink of water. Right. He went straight to the, his main concern was, was Henry. Henry. And now he's sitting alone by himself. And what's going through his mind? His marriage, his real marriage, where they, they really committed to each other. Well, and also he remembers the priest. And I kind of think they wanted to get that priest back in our minds again, maybe. Because remember they've said they were that talking they were about a priest, at, yeah, another priest, mm -hmm. yeah. Or I think they might have been talking about maybe him. maybe about this guy, yeah. But Philip just looks tortured yeah. by everything. He's just sitting there. Uh, Philip's breaking. I'm not sure how. I'm not sure which way. I'm not sure where it's going to go. But you can just see Philip breaking. I think. Well, his main commitment he's finding out that he's he's not it, it almost seemed like he and and elizabeth were opposed to each other in the previous episode and as far as the mission goes he kind of is but now he's getting a little more out myopic about it and this is my value Th these are my values this is my wife this is my family this is what's important to me the mission the, the being a spy, not important to him, but when Elizabeth needed him the most, he showed up. Right. And the thing that he's thinking about the most is Elizabeth and his family. And so he is he is really coming into his his you know, his his core principles and his, his value system and what they've become now that he's matured. This is this is who he is now. And he's uh, he's just stuck with his spy baggage. He doesn't want to participate. If he could if he could flip a switch and turn it off. Oh, he'd have done that years he'd ago. He'd drive around in his Camaro and go line dancing and take Elizabeth out to eat and they'd be fine. Well, also last time I made a mistake, I thought that the FBI were you I thought that they might be have already made contact with Harvest and were using Harvest in a way to get other illegals is what the way I understood it. And you were right. They hadn't made any contact with Harvest at all. Harvest had detected the surveillance and sent the signal. 
And that's why Claudia and this, the sender told Claudia to send Elizabeth to get harvest right. out. Right. So I was I was mistaken about that. And something that you said just a minute ago, I think Philip is opposed to the spying, but I don't think Philip's opposed to Elizabeth. I don't I think, think he's opposed to the spying. I just think he's opposed to the methods. I think he's opposed to it all, kind of. I think yeah. I don't think Philip sees the U.S. the I way think Elizabeth what, sees I the U.S. I think what Philip is opposed to is the destruction that they're leaving in their path. I think that's what he's really opposed to. Well, that, obviously, and he's been opposed to that for a long, long time. But it's like he's, I don't think Philip sees the negative in the U.S. the way Elizabeth sees the negative in the U.S. And we have to remember, too, that Philip also has the inside with Oleg and what the people over there want. And he can't even tell Elizabeth, look, you're going against what 50% of the people in the USSR wants right now. Right. Yeah. That's another So thing. he's got that kind of burden on him. And I wondered at one point when Elizabeth was telling him about the meeting in Mexico and all that, I wondered if she had told him what that meeting was about, where she got the necklace, if he wouldn't have then told her about Oleg and the meeting with Oleg and how he had to stop her. You see, boys and girls, this is why it's so important to share everything with your wife. <laughs> so that was the end. That was the end of that and, episode. And there aren't any uh, upcoming... Uh, well, there probably were, but we didn't get to oh, see them. Oh, I hate that. We didn't get to see them because oh, we're I out of town. I love those. You know, I'll wait oh, for Oh, I those. know. It's your favorite oh, part. Oh, I know. I'm just but we'd that. like to say thanks for joining us. If you'd like to send us a chat, you can always find us on Twitter. I'm at Michelle from TN. And I'm at Mike from TN. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash tribalrant. We're on iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn, so you can subscribe to us there. Please like us and rate us if you like what we're doing. And, of course, all this information is on tribalrant.com, where you can email us or leave us a message. We're all over the place. We're easy to find, and we always love to hear from you guys. So, anything else for Episode 7 called Harvest? I don't have anything else for Episode 7. I'm looking forward to the next episode. Then we'll be back for Episode 8. It's entitled The Summit. Yep. And the synopsis I found on it said, With the Arms Control Summit underway, a shocking revelation from Philip throws Elizabeth and her work into turmoil. And Stan follows a dangerous hunch. Hmm. So, a little heartbreaking. Well, following a dangerous hunch for Stan would be maybe uh, sneak it up on Elizabeth. My heart is going to be broken for Stan. This this is going to be rough. I, this, I, I keep trying to find a way this can end well. Well, the shocking revelation from Philip could be him sharing his contact with Oleg and the information he's received from Oleg with Elizabeth. Right. Because that would just blow her away. That the center would be, you know, in, in, you know split. I don't think the center split, but the government. Well, the government is the center. Yeah, I guess so. It could be that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We didn't get to see the upcoming, so I'm clueless. No, I hate those upcoming. Okay, so I guess we'll see you back here in the next few days with the next episode. Probably within the next 24 hours. Oh, I doubt that, but maybe. Okay, see you then. See you. Bye.